Okay, we're live. How's it going, Ronan? Uh, I'm good. I'm good. How are you? Doing well. I appreciate you taking the time to come on. I know, I feel like most kids your age are probably doing some some crazy stuff on a Saturday. So, yeah. you know, before we really dive into it, um, would you mind telling everybody who you are, how old you are, what you're trying to do on Twitter? Yeah, so uh, I'm Ronan I'm for I'm 14. And um, on Twitter right now, I'm building an audience, I'm networking, and I'm overall just making friends with like-minded individuals. That's dope, bro. That's literally exactly how I would describe it for myself. Um, and that networking aspect is something I didn't realize was possible until I hopped on here. Like, the amount of people I've been able to connect with that are, like, literally clones of myself from across the world with, like, the same values and same goals, it's just it's just ridiculous. And I can tell, you know, reading your Twitter, reading your bio, like we have a lot in common, um, which is really interesting given you're 14 years old. So how did you first hear about online business and Twitter? Um, well, for Twitter wise, it's, it's, I mean, it's a social media platform. So I always knew of Twitter and I think, I think um, kind of on YouTube, I got into like, I saw like a business video. I kind of clicked on it. I got interested in, I got into it. And then um, I checked out like a description of one video and I saw Twitter. I clicked on it. I started to browse. Um, I mean, I, I, I signed up and then I kind of figured out that Twitter's not just kind of like shit posting. You can say like, there's a lot of good value on there and there's a lot of lessons to be learned. So I decided to just get on it and see what happens. And then uh, now we're here. Totally. Yeah, that's sweet. And who are some of those like first creators or first YouTubers that you started watching? Uh, I mean, there's Graham Stefan. I think that's how you say his name. Yeah. Uh, Alex Formosi. Um, And then there's kind of just like a, just a bunch of random ones that I see. Um, I think there's one named Sebastian M. Mm-hmm. Uh, just, just a lot, just browsing around, um, just checking out everything. Totally. And I feel like our YouTube recommendations are probably like super similar because I watch all three of those guys um, spotily, mainly Alex Hormozzi. I went down like the biggest Alex Hormozzi rabbit hole. I have his yeah. book right next to me, $100 million. Off. I do too. That's crazy. Really? That's it's, it's, it's right here. Yeah. And you've read it all the way through. Yeah. It's a, it's a great book. Yeah, it really is. Um, I haven't found a way to like specifically apply it yet because I haven't built any product or business, but it's cool to have this guy's knowledge and perspective, not even just about business, like just about life. He is such a well-rounded individual, it seems like. It's actually kind of inspiration of like why I'm wearing this flannel right now. Just like <laughs> it puts me in this zone, like it's just time to work. So yeah, I love yeah. Mosey. Uh, if I can, why did you start uh, on Twitter and not Instagram or any other social media platform? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I like how you're asking me questions back. It's awesome. Um, yeah, so I chose Twitter because originally I kind of stumbled into it. I started off backpacking through Europe this summer. I just started journaling about my experiences, like literally in a notebook. And I ended up writing like 150 pages. And I was like, this is really weird. Like, I've never been a writer. I've always just been an athlete. Um and it kind of led me down this rabbit hole of writing. And so from there, I found Dakota Robertson, who I'm sure you know on Twitter. Um, I found him on Instagram. And I'm like, this is so interesting. This guy writes for a living online. And so I looked up an interview and I found a podcast with him and Dan Co. And then from there, I got like sucked down the Dan Co. rabbit hole. Yeah, like, joined Modern Mastery, bought this two-hour writer, like really started to go down the Twitter rabbit hole. And so that was only about... I think about three months ago at the start of September. So I'm still like relatively new to this too, but that that's kind of my story in a nutshell. Yeah. Amazing. Um, just kind of off the business topic in your bio, it says former D1 football player. Uh, why'd you stop playing football? Yeah. So a couple of reasons, the main reason was injuries. I, I had three like pretty major surgeries in like 18 months. I got both my shoulders repaired labrum. Um, they were dislocating all the time. And then I tore my ACL last October. And like that totally made me introspect and be like, okay, is this really worth my time and energy? I feel like all this time I'm putting in, I'm getting no output out. And so 
did a lot of reflection, thought I was going to transfer, go play somewhere else. I decided not to, decided to stay here at Northwestern and just go to school. And from here, it's like allowed me to just expand my identity from just an athlete to like anything I want. And that's kind of what's led me down this slippery slope of, of uh, Twitter, which is pretty dope. Yeah, it's, that's amazing. Uh, sucks to hear about the injury part, but um, sometimes uh, like closing off one part of your life brings you to a better part. So that's good. 100%, bro. That's some great perspective. Um, that's, that's so true. And a lot of people, they're like, they say that they're like, I'm so sorry about the injury, but I tell them like, it's the greatest thing that happened to me. Like I learned so much about myself through that experience. And I know you're an athlete as well. So you said you, you originally were a soccer player and now you're transitioning more to volleyball. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm doing. Um, just figuring it out. I'm kind of just having fun with it, with my friends and all. Dude, that's what it's all about. I think a lot of times sports get, get a little bit too serious, especially like going through high school and then even college is like a different level. But when you can just have fun with your friends and just play, like that is what it's all about. But yeah. How are you managing this time? How are you managing school, friends, sports, building an online business? So, um, I don't I don't really know. I'm kind of just um I don't really have a strategy. I don't really have a schedule. There's a lot of people on Twitter that like schedule tweets, schedule retweets, have commenting periods and like hours and like 30 minutes. And then it's like I don't know, that's just not really what I do. I kind of just wake up, go to school while I'm at school. I do the work. I tweet on Twitter a bit. Um, and then I just do my sports, do my homework, and just I just have fun. So, yeah, bro, it sounds like you got your priorities in check. I mean, when I was in, shoot, so you're in eighth grade or freshman year of high school? I'm, I'm freshman of high school. Freshman year of high school. Okay. I remember specifically when I was a freshman in high school, like, I'd be sitting in class, but I wasn't trying to build like an online business on Twitter. I was like scrolling through the internet, like looking at pictures of Jordans. Like that's all I cared about was like shoes. So it's just, it's wild to me that you have this perspective at at this age. I know I keep saying it, but um, I'm curious, like with your friends, like are a lot of them in this similar mindset to you in terms of like wanting to build this, this business or just personal growth in general? Um, no, I don't think there's actually one friend that I have that's kind of in business. Like I am, it's kind of just a personal thing. Uh, I think a, uh, if, if you're my close friend, then you know that I'm kind of in it, but I, I don't think anyone like outside my family fully knows how, like what I'm doing with Twitter to business to stocks. Interesting. Okay. And you mentioned stocks. So you're into trading a bit as well? Uh, yeah, I try day trading. Uh, I mean, I've learned options. I've done a few practice trades, but I've never actually done fully. So I'm kind of just focusing on long trading. Um, I don't know, kind of doing like a Warren Buffett strategy. I'm just going to pick out a bunch of companies. I mean, I like dividends a lot. So I'm kind of basing it off dividends and seeing how much I can make. So that's a challenge for me. Wow. That's, that's a fascinating perspective to have. And at that age, like, if I'm not mistaken, you can't, you can't even open your own like brokerage account yet. Right. Like, are you still, no, it's, dude, um, be so frustrating, like given that, I don't know, you seem more mature than most people I know my own age that you can't do this stuff on your own yet. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's not that bad. It's, it's under my parents' account. So, yeah. I mean, I still get to trade and um, kind of look at stocks, analyze. So I don't know. I think the only hard part is when I'm 18, kind of moving everything over to my name. Mm-hmm. But I mean, we'll, we'll figure it out when we cross that bridge, you know? Yeah. You got a couple of years still to figure that one out. Um, so going forward, like throughout high school, um, what are your plans for like, I know it's still early, but post high school, are you thinking you want to go attend a university or are you just going to try to forge your own path? Uh, that's like a big debate. Um, so most likely if I go to college, I think there's, there's kind of like a 60, 40 chance I go to college. Um, I'm most likely going to take the business and finance route, maybe try to go get um, like, kind of go for the business, uh, either get my business and kind of try to make my own startup or kind of go for finance and then go try to work for like Goldman Sachs or one of those big companies. And then kind of shy off with the, information I've learned and uh, build my own kind of 
we can say like stock portfolio. Okay, cool. And and where are you from? I'm from Cali, California. Cali. Okay. What part? Uh, LA. Okay. I got you. I was going to say, if you're like in the Bay, I'm going to be out there for a couple months from January to March. Maybe, maybe we have to meet up. I might try to make it down to LA like at least one time. So if I do, I'll, I'll let you know. Yeah, we can see. I'm, I'm all ears. That'd be sweet. Have you met anybody from Twitter in person yet? Uh, no, the thing is, um, I don't think anyone's near me for some reason. Usually there's a lot of people in LA, yeah. but I don't think I've met one person in LA and, um, I'm at, I, I am also 14 and most of the people I'm networking with are like, I'd say 15 through like 60 even. It's crazy. Uh, it, it ranges a lot. For sure. Yeah. And that's like a very interesting phenomenon when it happens, because it'll happen eventually, as long as like we keep creating and keep moving on, like meeting people that you originally met online in person is like such a fascinating thing. It's only happened to me one time, somebody I met in Chicago, but just like bridging this gap between the digital world and the real world. It's fascinating. Um, And I'm such a big fan of creating these online communities and developing friendships online because the internet makes it so easy. Like we can connect across the entire country and it's like, we're just having a conversation one-on-one and I would have never met you without the internet. So it's just, it's fascinating. Yeah. yeah. I agree that it, it connects people like know the thing. Um, maybe, maybe one day we'll meet up. Totally. Uh, bro. I don't see why not. I don't see why not. Um, I've been thinking about this a lot lately. Like I feel young in the Twitter space at 21, you're obviously a lot younger than I am, 14. Like, as long as Twitter stays a platform, which I believe it will be, like with Elon taking over and he's trying to make it this super platform, that's a whole yeah. other debate. But it is. If, if this platform turns into like this super platform and like everybody has their own personal brand for like their life, it's going to be such a cool thing to like have this page that has been documenting our whole life from 14 through 75 like i just i i'm fascinated by the possibilities yeah i agree um i mean there's there's a lot of controversy with what's happening um with elon musk and twitter i mean right now i think um it's it's kind of in a bad place with i mean the verification going on with twitter blue and to all the controversy with um, him letting back on controversial people. Um, it's, there's just a lot of things going on. And then there's like the Tesla stock, like kind of crashing. And I don't know, everything with Elon Musk right now, it's just really messy. So I think it, it's going to take a, a really long time for Twitter to figure out what the hell they're going to do with themselves. That's a good point. And maybe I'm a bit like naively optimistic because I want to see it succeed. But also, you know, Elon has turned these companies that seem like impossible projects into profitable businesses like the electric car. He's sending rockets to Mars like this dude is unreal. So I have faith that he'll figure it out. But there's a lot of controversy around it. I was actually in one of my classes here and the professor asked the class, they're like, raise your hand if you think Elon Musk is going to be successful with Twitter. And I raised my hand and like four other kids raised their hand. And then he was like, raise your hand if you think he's not, if if he's going to fail and Twitter is going to fail as a platform. And like 60 kids all raised their hands. So that kind of like, I'm either like, damn, I'm either naively optimistic or these people are just lagging behind. I don't know. Yeah, um, I'd say... I think the richest person in the world is going to do fine with the platform. Um, I don't think it's going to fail. Uh, I think it's going to get really big, but it's, it's going to take a while. Um, It'll happen. I think so too. And I guess kind of going on that, like other platform uh, question that you asked me earlier, are you into any other platforms right now? So no, actually, I mean, Twitter is kind of just like, there's nothing else like it. If you think about it, uh, Instagram, uh, you have to post a photo, TikTok and YouTube are video, Snapchat's more of texting. Um, I mean, Reddit is, <laughs> I mean, Reddit. Reddit, Reddit. <laughs> yeah. I, th- I think Twitter is like one of a kind practically, cause you can 
tweet to everyone. You can DM. And it's kind of a space. Uh, I mean, there's communities, there's group DMs, there's Twitter spaces. I mean, it's really amazing. So right now I'm sticking to Twitter. I mean, if I branch off to a different social media, I don't think I'll have that much success. Because right now I think I'm, I'm on the edge of 600 followers. So. Yeah. And how long have you been at it on Twitter so far? Um, I think I joined Twitter April 20, 2022, but I think I started like a month after. So I've been, I've, I've been for like just, just a few months, actually. I haven't really been, um, at it for a long time. So, yeah, like I said, like we're both very early in this journey. Um, it's easy to like get caught up in the comparison of like these big accounts, but when you put it in perspective, like just starting a couple months ago, like if we play the long game, I don't see how it doesn't work in my opinion. Um, and about that, like playing the long game, you have a very interesting, you have two really interesting things in your bio that I wanted to touch on. The first was building my net worth yeah. million before 21. Where does that number come from? Uh, yeah, a few people actually asked me, I was like, where, where did 30 million come from and why 21? And like the full honest answer, I, I just picked it. Like there's yeah. no deep answer. I literally just said, okay, we'll do 30 by 21. I don't know. I just said, I just said like 21 is a good age. Cause that's kind of when, uh, you're kind of fully an adult and 30 million. It, um, it kind of just sounds nice. So <laughs> I just picked it. I love um, it, dude. Like that is so ambitious to even set that out. And that was actually, if I'm not mistaken, your Twitter handle, like a month ago, it was like the ambitious Ronin. Was yeah, that- it was. So why um, did you do the yeah. rebranding? Sorry, can you say that again? Yeah, why did you do the rebranding of the profile? Oh, okay. So I don't know. I kind of got I got bored with it. It was kind of like I wasn't um I wasn't having fun anymore. I was kind of like I was doing it as like a business. Mm-hmm. And right now, I mean, I I couldn't care if I make money, if I lose money, if um. I mean, I'm not monetizing it. I'm kind of just making friends. I'm creating a community. So, I mean, I put it to my full name. So I'm kind of making an actual name for myself. Um, and I just decided, like, I mean, my pinned tweet before it was my viral tweets, like a thousand likes, 800 likes. It was threads and all of that. But now it's literally just, it. it's just like a fun little sentence about being your friend. Yeah. So. I don't know. I'm kind of just rebranding. I'm actually going to be like practically a person, um, more of branding to, again, be their friend, not like um, someone they idolize or someone like they, they want to be. That makes a lot of sense. And it makes you much more relatable, um, like having that full name, having a picture, putting that as your pin tweet, like rather than just like this influencer, um, which might come down the line. You never know. But I think it's a cool way to approach it. Like, not caring too much about the monetization, at least at the beginning, especially if you're in a position where you don't need it to be monetized. Like for you right now, you're still living with your parents. Like you don't necessarily have to pay expenses and stuff. I'm in the same boat. Like I'm in college. I don't really have any expenses luckily. So I'm more so just here to like build a network and make connections. And then once you build that genuine network base, then I think down the line, that's when you can start to sell a product or sell a course or start to monetize in some way. So I was wondering, like, if you were kind of under the same philosophy of like down the line, um, definitely turning into something where you can make money. Um, so I actually have no plans to monetize on Twitter. I don't think I'm actually ever going to do it because, I mean, I don't it's it kind of just it's kind of being fake. Because the thing is, you have an audience, you have a community, and then you're like, buy, buy this from me. Right. So the thing is, I just want to have this as like, I get to talk to people, I get to tweet out my opinion, I get to help people, and I'm just going to make my business off of my account. I'll have, a, I'll have like a, a Twitter brand account, and I might put it in my bio that I'm the founder of that brand, but I'm not going to monetize uh, my personal Twitter account now interesting that's that's kind of what alex hormozzi does because i mean like he's not making money from his twitter or his social media necessarily like he just wants to give as much value as he can and his business is completely removed from this so i can see where that philosophy is coming from i think i think there's two sides to it like if you want to build and scale a business outside of twitter i think that's a cool approach 
And then having your name behind it, like gives you a lot of accountability and credibility. But I also, I really like the, the personal brand side of it too. Like the Dan Co, like build this personal brand, build this following, start a community of people. Like for me, my big, my big idea right now, and I've kind of just came to this conclusion is I want to help young men create good habits and develop personal growth and realize their potential. And I think I could do that through some type of community uh, through Twitter. But I think there's definitely two sides to it. You got me thinking about like, maybe a business outside of it is the way too. So there's, there's infinite possibilities. Yeah, there is. And you can see um, with your bio, uh, the first sentence is helping you reach your fullest potential as I try and reach mine. And that's, I think it's another approach to you actually being like a person and being someone that they can relate to other than let's say Dan Co that's already made millions and kind of just sell something. Cause the thing is his business fully relies on his personal brand. And in my opinion, that's good. But then it's, to me, it's not really a business. Um, it's more of kind of you, someone mm-hmm. selling something other than a business selling you something. Um, I mean, it's still a really good way. He's making good money, I'd say. Um, so good for him. Yeah, he actually, he has some videos about this exact point. He's like, turn yourself into the business, like productize yourself. Yeah, so he's saying like sell yourself practically, um, like salesmen do. But I mean, it, it has its pros and cons. Um, I think the thing is also, um, the more you grow your business and the bigger it gets, the more people know your name. It's like Apple and Steve Jobs. When right. people think of Apple, they think of Steve Jobs. When people think of Steve Jobs, they think of Apple. It kind of just like they they entwine together. So I think once a business hits that point, I think it's a personal brand and um, like a company. So definitely, I, I definitely agree with that perspective. Um, and so kind of going off that, like, do you have any ideas yet about what you would want to build potentially? Um, well, I, I, I had like a really good, not a really good idea. I had an idea. Uh, I mocked up a website, uh, sketched it. I was looking for people. I made a name and then I just looked more into to the idea and I was like, well, this isn't going to work. <laughs> like the more, the deeper I looked into it, I was like, there's already like two competitors that just take over the space. And if I went in, I would practically just be a, a lesser copy of them because they have so much capital that they can build better things than I can. So right. I kind of scrapped that idea. Um, I might go with a new one, again, off Twitter completely. Um, there's a lot of things happening in the, the loneliness space and sleep economy space that people actually don't see for sleep. Uh, I mean, it, there's so many new you can say articles and info about it that it's just blowing up. It's like a 550 billion industry um, for the, I think the loneliness part and then the sleep parts like in a trillion industry. Um, so those, I think I might try and go for those two industries because they're, they're growing rapidly. And I think people are concerned with their health. That's our main priority in people's lives. So I think, I'll, I'll base it off of an everyday thing. I like that perspective a lot. And you said sleep. And the first thing you said was loneliness. Yeah. So there's studies about like teens, young adults, middle-aged men, mothers, um, elderly, actually a lot being like really lonely and like severe loneliness. It's a real problem. And I think people don't like see it enough because they just don't talk about it they kind of hide it away. So I think if I, if I build a business out of that, not to make money and like profit, but I think to just help people, I think it would just, it would just help the world and it would help everyone. So I think that'd be good. Yeah. I think that's a great perspective. And when you're, you're motivated by something other than money, I think that's when you have the most potential to make the biggest impact. The money will come as a side effect, like solving a problem for a group of people that really need help that is, that's really admirable. Um, I didn't know those statistics about like how big those industries are, but I can totally see it because th- those are actually two areas that I've been like trying to discover more and improve in my own life. Like 
actually Alex Hormozzi has a great video about, I think it's like never lose, you'll never lose sleep again after this video. And he outlines like 55 principles of like how to get better sleep. And so since watching that video, I like bought, um, I bought like an orthotic pillow, like a weighted blanket, like all these exactly, eye yeah. covers and everything. Um, because there was another statistic I, I saw, I can't remember where I saw it, but it was like, if you're awake for 17 straight hours, which would be seven hours of sleep, which is like probably pretty good for a lot of people. But if you're awake for 17 straight hours, it's like having a blood alcohol concentration of 0.05. So it's like having a drink in your system. So your decision-making is impaired. If you stay awake for 24 straight hours, it's like having a blood alcohol concentration of 0.10, which is over the legal limit to drive. So like these, these college kids who I'm around all the time that pull all nighters to study, like, I don't think they realize like they're probably doing worse on the exams and they're performing worse because their decision-making is so hindered. So yeah, sleep is so important. It's so underrated. Yeah. Uh, I agree with what you said. I mean, there's, there's so many things of, I think eight hours, I think that's, that's a must like you kind of need that i mean jeff bezos have has claimed that he's got nine hours to eight hours of sleep every single night i mean if if like the third richest person in the world is saying i do that you need this there's studies to prove it i think you should kind of be like oh wait i need to look up more on this and i think the thing is also like you said with um college i mean there's people partying frat parties studying I mean, even like the jokes you can see on TikTok of like the people studying all nighters and doing that regularly, like it's, it's real. They do that and it, it's, it messes up your mental health. So I think that um, someone does need to kind of come in and adjust that. Yeah, I think it's a really interesting idea. And, you know, like if Alex Hormozzi and Jeff Bezos can get eight hour, eight, nine hours of sleep, like for anybody out there who's like, I don't have enough time. Like I can't get enough sleep. Like that's, it's just not, it's simply not true. You're just prioritizing the wrong things. And I, to be completely transparent, like I don't get eight hours every night, but it's not because I don't have time. It's because I'm choosing to spend my time in ways that probably aren't as productive. So do you get eight, nine hours a night? So, um, I mean, I, I do, I do. Um, cause I mean, uh, I don't really have that that much, but I think on the weekends, it actually matters a lot. It doesn't matter like how much you sleep, like the eight hours. Let's say you go to bed at like 1 a.m. and yeah. then you wake up and you slept 10 hours. That's like equivalent to sleeping like three hours. It matters the time you go to bed to when you wake up. If you wake up, let's say at, at 8 a.m. and then you go to bed at like 12, you sleep that that's eight hours, but it's horrible for you. So you need, you need to see like the time of when you're waking up, when you're going to sleep and that, that really affects it. So that's what I'm saying on the, the business part where you can just help people on it. Um, there's a lot of business of like track your sleep, set alarms. Um, and it's, it's just really good. So. Yeah. And I think that's a great, another great point you hit on. Like I've fallen victim to this, like during the week, you get up at like six or seven for school or your job or whatever. And then the weekend comes around, you go out, you're up until 2 a.m. You end up sleeping till noon the next day. And you're like, hey, I got 10 hours of sleep. Like I should. Yeah. Be but in reality, that I think it's called social jet lag. Um, being off your circadian rhythm is so bad for like digestion and mental health and everything. So even more important or just as important as getting the amount of sleep is being consistent with the sleep. And yeah. I think a big thing that comes back to is Alex Hormozzi says this too. I just keep bringing him up because he's on top of my mind, yeah. right? Now. But treat your weekends like weekdays because weekends and weekdays are just human constructs. Like it's not actually real. Like we just assigned labels to days because it makes it convenient for us. But your brain and body aren't like, oh, it's Saturday. So I can sleep four hours later and like, I'll be fine. Like, no, that's, that's screwing you up for the next week. So if you can just be consistent seven days of the week, every single day, like that will reap huge benefits. Yeah. I a hundred percent agree. Um, and it is really hard. And that's what I'm saying. Someone has to come in 
and make make that easy. So that's where the gap comes in. And um, also kind of straying off of sleep and going back to Twitter. Um, I think for content wise, sometimes um, with your personal brain, you kind of, you got to become human again. You got to stop doing those, um, those websites, those tips, those lists. You kind of got to relax. And um, I literally made a post kind of basing off that. I literally said, I don't know what to post. So I'm posting this. This is my tweet. I got 40 likes and everyone loved it. You, you got to have fun, you know? And I think that's um, something that a lot of people don't do. You can just check people's accounts and it's like all really serious, like really serious profile, really serious banner. Like I'm literally laughing in my profile. So it's like, you got to kind of, kind of have fun a bit. And even in yours, you're like dead staring at the camera, but it's, I mean, <laughs> your, your, your content's like, it's human enough, I'll say. I appreciate that. I was like thinking, I'm like, damn, do I want to put like a smiling picture on here? I mean, maybe I should, like, I'm doing a little like half smile, but maybe yeah. I can look into that a bit. Um, but I think that's so true about like being human. I think people resonate with you more. Like the reason why I'm, I'm such a big fan of Dakota Robertson is like, this dude is hilarious. Like, yeah, yeah he's a great writer and a great copywriter and like, like running one of the biggest ghostwriting agencies on Twitter, maybe the biggest, but he's also like just this 23 year old kid having fun. And like, that makes people like you a lot more. And I saw that, I saw that tweet of yours yesterday. I was like, damn, this is, this is funny because sometimes like, I don't know what to tweet. I feel stressed about it, but like, why it's, it's an app. It's a game. Um, I think that's a perspective to have. I think another person is um, Rob Lennon. I mean, he posts like serious content, but he's so funny. Like, yeah, yeah. so you got to You got to put some humor into your content. And I think it, it's really hard to grow if you do that, because I mean, uh, mostly people follow you because of value. And then kind of once you grow bigger, people seem to notice and they're like, oh, they're giving me value while being funny. But I think as a small account, it's, it's way, way harder to grow. You kind of got to be really really professional with it with a good banner and i think both of us are taking it like a way different route like um just kind of you have the kind of like a simple bio um you post uh do you schedule your posts i do sometimes like depending if i if i have a string of ideas like sometimes i'll just get in the zone and be like i have like so many tweet ideas i'll go into like tweet deck and schedule them out but I'd say for the majority of the time, I just kind of like post when I feel like it. I would yeah, say. Yeah, yeah, same. So, um, yeah, I think both of us are not taking it like the really, really professional route. I mean, if I go, if you go to like Dakota's or Rob Levin's, even though they're like funny, you see their accounts and it's like really professional. So um, I think we're just taking a way different route that uh, could succeed really big. Totally. And it kind of goes back to the whole monetization piece because like Dakota and Rob and these other guys, like this is their job, like this is their identity and this is how they make income for you and I right now. It's kind of more like building that authentic network and everything like we talked about. So I think both sides are really cool. Um, yeah. The last part of your bio that I wanted to talk about. Oh uh, yeah. I'm a huge fan of. Um, so I, this I, is a Yes. It says believer in stoicism. So where, where does this originate from? Okay, so um, YouTube. <laughs> so I was I was watching some videos. I was eating, and then I saw this guy. He has like a few million, and he's like, and he's like, um, I don't know. He said something. It was just like stoicism, like, and then it said like another thing of like how to become blah blah blah, and it was it was crazy interesting. I was like, holy shit! Like this is how you live by it. And I know another person who's like, uh, he's like an uncle to me. So and he also believes in it. And I was like, well. It's like, wow, like this is actual thing. And I just got more into it. And I really, uh, I really fell in love in, uh, with it. And I think I, I learned about it. I read it for a day and I've made two, two threads with it. One of them was, you know, the navel thread. That's like the 300K likes. Yes. Yeah. How the, to get rich. Uh huh. Is it the how to get rich one? Yeah. 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 Um, it's that one. I think I met, I made a thread uh like that here I'm, I'm, I'm trying to find it really long it took me like a, a pretty long time uh oh geez it's like far down but it's it was like i think like 
you know, like uh, the tweets where you do single tweets in a thread. Yeah. I think it was like 50 tweets uh, in one, in one, one thread. Like it was, it was crazy long. Uh, it didn't really do well. I might try to repost it, but it was like insane. In my opinion, so, so much value. And it was all about stoicism. Just it, here. I'm trying to find it. It was all about, it was like, it was like stoicism. It was like how to become undefeatable stoicism. Okay. Um, Interesting. I, I'm definitely going to check this out because I've become, I've become such a huge fan of it too. Over the past like couple months, I actually, I have meditations literally right here. I, yeah. I've been trying to read it every morning just to like center myself around the philosophy. Um, but in your own mind, like what is stoicism and what does it mean for you? Okay, found the tweet. So um, I, I sent it to you. Uh, you can see like it's so long. Um, it, it's crazy. Uh, it's not so long. I mean, it is. But, uh, Dude, I love it. It was kind of like a story. I made it like a story. And I like at the end, like I thought it was going to go really good because I made it like a full story, like a book. I was like, stoicism, the end. Hope you liked it. Yeah. And I was like, damn, it didn't do that good. But like, I guess I think just writing that was just like it felt nice to me because I, I put in my headphones. I turned on some music, shut my door. I was like bundled up with some clothes, just, just typing away. And it was, it was like really nice. So um, I think it's, it's just a good thing to do. But for me, stoicism, I don't really have like a, like a meaning of it yet. Cause I just got into it. I think it's stoicism to me. It's just kind of just knowing, like kind of accepting, accepting things and kind of like what, what's different. So it's like you see, you kind of see things different, you accept it, but then you see the, the difference in everything that's happening. It's like with reality and fantasy and kind of like mindset and how you think, uh, like with using the past and the present and seeing what the future will be, you're kind of just like adding on to that amount. Like it, it used to be about like kind of being, um, I think the definition of stoicism like back then uh, was being unemotional I'm kind of reading off my thread right now yeah, yeah. It, it was it was unemotional but now it's like it's like everything having a different perspective like like the unexpected events and like kind of what happens in our mind versus what happens in reality so I think it's kind of just it's like it's like a mindset and kind of how you take things in the world totally and I think that one word is like what really sums it up for me is like mindset. Like when you have stoic principles at the top of your head, like if you've been reading it, like for me, I'm able to control impulses so much better. I'm able to not let outside things affect me so much better. Like I was reading it a bit over the summer when I was traveling through Europe and like there were some situations that came up that would have made the old version of myself extremely emotional and angry and upset and anxiety ridden, et cetera, like a train getting canceled or a flight getting canceled. But right when the situation happens, the one question to ask myself is like, can I control this? Is there anything I can do to make this situation better? If I can, cool. I'm going to, I'm going to address it. And I'm going to fix it. Exactly. If not, why would I waste any energy worrying about exactly. it? Exactly. Yeah. That's yeah. I 100% agree with what you just said. Um, if, if you can't control it, don't care about it. Mm -hmm. It's like, I, I had a thing where um, I didn't do good on a test. Uh, and I was like, it was in the past. Everyone was still talking about it. I was like, why the hell do you care? Like, okay, like I did bad. Like right after I got it, I put it away. And I literally like, I didn't think about it at all. I was just back on uh, track and I was just doing my normal thing. So it's kind of like if it's in that you can't control the past, we don't have a, a like a time traveling machine. We're not going to be able to do that for, I think it might be forever. We don't know, but um, just, just think about the present and think about how you can change the future for the better. Exactly. And learning from the past while not atta getting attached to it, oh, not, exactly, like, yeah. not ruminating over past events, rather being like, okay, this is what happened. Can I change it? No but I can learn from it. And then from there you live in the present moment going forward. I think that's a really 
I mean, it's such a valuable insight to have while you're still in school, because especially with tests and stuff and papers, like when you get a bad grade, it's so easy to feel horrible about yourself, but there's no benefit to doing that. The only benefit is being like, okay, this is what I got wrong. What can I do for the future? And that's why I love, I love the Stoic philosophy. Um, have, have you read any uh, Stoicism? So I have, I have like a book. Okay. That I think I'm going to read. Um, it's it's kind of in my wishes. I'm out. I, I might order it and read it, but I haven't read anything yet. What's the book? Uh, shoot. It's like in like a, I think it's in my phone. It's like really deep down. I have like a bunch of lists. I, I'll try to send it to you after. Dude, I'm the same way. I have like this, I had this never ending book list, like probably 50 yeah. to 100 books. And I just decided like, this was a Naval concept, I think. Like, don't ever second guess investing in yourself. So I just bought all the books. <laughs> oh, geez. Okay. I, I, uh, well, I found it. In my room right now. It was um, Letters from a Stoic, uh, Seneca. Dude, that is crazy. I have, I was reading it last night. Look no way. Yeah, yeah. That's insane. Right now. That's wild. Wow. Uh, yeah, there's actually, um, if you have Audible or like you're into audiobooks, Tim Ferriss has a uh, audiobook based on this uh, this book, Letters from Seneca. Um, it's pretty cool. Um, it's kind of the same thing as reading it, but I always like to hear it from like you hear it and then you read it. You get like this three dimensional understanding of the topic. Yeah. But yeah, Seneca's Seneca's pretty cool guy. <laughs> yeah, um, I got like a big a big wish list of books. For me, I'm actually not a reader. Uh, I didn't. I don't. I wouldn't say I don't like books, but I didn't really like books like I kind of do now. And now I'm like into business books and I kind of I like reading more and I'm doing it more often. But I mean, I'm still struggling with it, but um, I am reading more. And, and I see um, I'm on Tweemax. I'm kind of just browsing your account. Your top two tweets are about uh, the Almac of Naval and then the meditations. And it's about stoicism, like the meditations. Um, I think it's also by uh, well, it's by. I think it's also by Seneca. Meditation um, meditations is uh, is Marcus Aurelius. Um, oh, okay. Similar time period, similar similar time period. Um, but it is funny, like those two tweets were not intended to like go viral or anything. It was just like I think people really resonate with books, and like if books, if a book had a really significant impact on your life, like people are so connected to that, and that's probably why the tweets went like semi-viral even without intending it. Um, but dude, after you read the letters from a Seneca, you actually might like meditations more, um, because the letters by Seneca, they're like really long form letters and it's like a lot to digest. Oh, it's, it's like, uh, is it like the 48 laws is like, is like kind of like really long. It's, it's not as intense as that. I have read that. That is Robert Greene is awesome. Yeah, but that's crazy. It's like it's it's like so long that you kind of got to stop. Hundred um, percent. Forty eight like, laws took me so long to get through. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I I have read that though. But meditations, I'll show you real quick. I don't know if you can see, but like it's just oh, yeah, yeah. little short excerpts. Like, and so I'll I'll tell you the context of the book. And for anybody out there that is interested in learning more about stoicism, I think meditations is a great way to start. Um, so Marcus Aurelius, the writer of meditations was the last good Roman philosopher. Um, he was a he or a emperor, sorry. He was a philosopher emperor, like the coolest combination ever. And it was his private journal to himself. Like he never intended it to be released. And he was mentored by Epictetus, who was a practitioner of, uh, of Stoicism himself. And so it's just wild to get a look into his mind. And like, he's writing all these Stoic principles to himself, reminding himself to like, not be controlled by impulses, like to get out of bed and do his work to, I put out this tweet today after reading it, like to be tolerant with others, but strict with yourself. Yeah, I was going to talk um, about that. Yeah, that's literally straight from meditations. I read it this morning. Um, I, have to, I have to tweet that. Like, if these stoic philosophers had Twitter, it would have been so sick. Oh, yeah, that, that would have been so, like, 
That would be insane. Um, but on the topic of be tolerant with yourself, can I share my screen? Uh, oh, it's it's uh, I can't. Okay, that's fine. But look, so I posted a thread on the twenty fourth, eight principles of stoicism that will transform your life, and the second one was be strict with yourself but tolerant with others. That's awesome. So love that principle. Yeah, it's amazing. So we both kind of posted that. Um, it's it's like really cool that you see like even without trying, like uh, you, you, like the lessons you learn, it kind of goes together. Totally. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, and I just I I ordered a bunch more Stoicism books. Have you heard of uh, Ryan Holiday? Uh, no. Okay, so he's actually like he's called the Daily Stoic on Instagram and Twitter. He's like the pinnacle of like modern day Stoic philosophy. He writes a bunch of books about Stoicism. So I just bought a bunch of his books. He has one called like Discipline is Destiny. Like the obstacle is the way. Like all principles from Stoicism that he turns into modern life. Um, so I'm so excited to look into those. I feel like you would like this guy, Ryan Holiday. Uh. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. I just saw the, the obstacles, the way discipline is destiny. Yeah. Yeah. I'll check, I'll check it out. For sure, bro. I'm excited to dive deeper into stoicism because um, I think it's just such a powerful way to live your life. Like being in total control of yourself, honestly. Yeah, I agree. Um wow yeah he's um he's kind of like robert green like the way he kind of ramps himself you know that's fascinating you say that because he was robert green's apprentice for like years that's crazy he's he dropped out of college and became robert green's assistant but he basically had an apprenticeship and like robert green taught him everything he knew and now ryan is like becoming this great writer himself which is, it's so interesting you made that connection, like just not even knowing. Um, it, it's crazy. See, in my opinion, I think you'll agree too, Robert Greene's books are, uh, I guess I could say more successful than Ryan Holiday's. Um, but Twitter, Ryan Holiday has more followers. And that's kind of a thing of personal branding. Mm-hmm. Um, people know Robert Greene's books and they know him, but I think they just don't um, kind of, know him as a, a person you could say but for ryan holiday his twitter he kind of um posts like an influencer you can say totally plus his instagram too even more so i think he's got like a couple million followers on instagram as well he's a really cool follow um but yeah what other what other robert green have you read um so i've read um 48 laws of power i read like a pdf version of the laws of human nature I actually don't have that many business books, which is kind of sad. I need to get more. Um, I want to read. Yeah, yeah. I want to read The Art of War and The Art of Seduction, but I haven't been able to get there yet. Yeah, I'm actually like a bit through The Art of Seduction right here. Wow. But is it? Can you give me like a summary? Yeah, so it's basically just like similar to The 48 Laws of Power. You know how the one law where it was like, create desire by removing yourself or like by being distant it's a lot of similar principles to that in the book about like how how to attract someone how to create desire um it's it's very interesting read i and then it gives a lot of different like personality types of like seducers so like how you would optimally try to attract a woman a man whatever um, based on like your own personality type so it's it's really interesting quick quick thing on the ryan holiday robert green's pin tweet is a thing of him having an event with the robert holiday so really wait it, when is that coming up soon uh it's it's in san fran and seattle march 10th 2023 and march 11th are you bro that's crazy i'm gonna be in san francisco then Oh my god! You should god. go. You I'm should go. Going. Hey, if you want to come, come up. Just <laughs> make the drive. Yeah, I'll I'll drive over with my um with my car. Oh, you can't drive yet. That's so <laughs> crazy. That is so crazy. Wow, that just blew my mind. That you can't drive. What the fuck? Crazy. <laughs> well, yeah, maybe when I'm older. 
Yeah, a couple years. Um, dude, this has been a great, a great conversation. I feel like it's probably a good time to hop it off now, but yeah, it's one last question. Like over the next couple of years, like where do you plan on going with the online business, Twitter? Like, what do you see in the future for yourself? Um, I mean, hopefully my Twitter builds up to a couple tens of thousands um, and I kind of make a name for myself and I can kind of brand myself in a way that um, kind of I have my own opinion and I think for myself. And then for the business part, like I just see myself having a bigger stock portfolio, having more knowledge from books and um, maybe even starting, starting my own business early and kind of getting into that um, unicorn startup place. Um, yeah. And I would love to ask the same question um, for you. Yeah, I think that's a great plan. I'm, I'm so excited to see your growth and development over the next couple of years. Like I'm still, I know I've said it a million times, but I'm still fascinated yeah. by, like doing this at such a young age. Um, but yeah, for me, so my tentative mindset right now is I have about a year and a half until I graduate college, um, about 18 months. So I want to build up this personal brand and some type of monetization on Twitter or whether it's through this podcast, Twitter, newsletter, building a community, et cetera, um, by the time I graduate college so that I could do this upon graduation and not have to work a typical corporate job. So that's kind of my driving factor right now. And then through that, just like getting, if I can just get 1% better every single day for the next 18 months, I don't see why it's not possible, you know? And so yeah. just this, that personal growth, self-improvement, that's what I'm all about. So. Yeah, amazing. Um, well, thank, thank you for the call. Uh, I, I appreciate you letting me on. I had a good talk. Uh, yeah, just thank you. Totally, dude. And I appreciate you taking the time out of your Saturday to come on here. We'll, we'll have to stay in touch. Oh, yeah, of course. Thank you so much. Yep.